Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Waters Wavelength Podcast. My name is Dandy Francesco. As always, I'm joined by the U.S. Editor of Waters Technology, Anthony Malikian. Hello. So we know today is an interesting week. The majority of people will be off or won't really do a ton of work. There's really no news being broken about financial technology or really anything. It's probably the deadest week of the entire year. But we still want to get a podcast up because we know our avid listeners always are just... Gotta have it. They're, yeah. they're, uh, they want it. They're, they're, They've had enough time with their family you know, after uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, and all that. You know, now they just uh, they need to have an escape. They need to listen to the silky smooth sounds of Anthony and I speaking to them there about financial go. technology. <laughs> and we kind of kicked around a couple of ideas about what we could do to have some fun. And we realized what episode has, you know, gotten us the most feedback, reaction. What do more people talk to us about than probably any other episode? And I think... Maybe you don't agree with me, but I think the PR's do's and don'ts, the what to do and what not to do for PR media relations people, that got the biggest reaction. And many of you didn't listen to part one. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So we decided that since, like I said, this is a you know a pretty dead week news wise, we'd have some fun. We're not going to go too long, but we're going to do part two of the PR do's and don'ts. Now, if you haven't, I'll put the link in. Certainly, required listening is PR do's and don'ts part one. Um, that's kind of like the the class 101. That's the prerequisite to get into this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you haven't listened to it, we'll let you slide and we'll let you listen to this one. Now, to start, we'll keep it very topical. Anthony, you have a bone to pick about holiday cards and PR people. Well, yeah. So, you know, it's the time of season when, you know, people are actually sending out happy holidays from all of us at the team. Fine. You want to send a card? Great. That's very nice of you. If you don't hand sign that card... Spare me. Save the tree, okay? Don't don't waste the paper. Just send me an email. You know, send a generic email out. I don't care. But if you put no effort into this card and personalize it for me, then I don't want it. Don't send it. Just sa- save yourself the postage on it. That it, it, that you should send an email. It's there's no point in sending this. I know you exist. I know you're out there. If I need you, don't worry. I'll call you. The holiday card ain't gonna make or break whether or not I reach out to you. I think this take is absolutely ridiculous. I think that they're taking the time by looking up your address. They have to write something or printing out a label, whatever they're doing. The time is being taken. And do you really care if it's if it's handwritten? Does it really make Every it that card much I always special? open up. That, the only reason why I don't just automatically throw them out is A, to see if there's money in it. And if there's money in it, don't worry about signing it. How many times it. is that? Uh, how many times that hasn't happened, happened, happened yet, but I got my fingers crossed every year. Um, but yeah, you know, every single time, my only reason why I open it up, just see if it's hand-signed. And then, so let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. If you open it up and it is not hand-signed, what do you do with it? Throw it out. And if it's opened up and you've opened it up and it is hand-signed, what do you do with it? I put it on my refrigerator at home Bullshit. so everyone can see. Bullshit. Everyone you throw see. it out. You throw no. it out. <laughs> Absolutely, I throw it out. 100%. I still throw it out. No matter what, basically, I'm throwing out. Just like I'm deleting your email, you know, saying happy holidays to me. I, I don't care what you know, Tell you what, you want me to have a happy holiday? Send me a good scoop on something and I'll be thrilled. <laughs> or send me some money. Great. But, yeah, I mean, this whole thing of, like, oh, here's that. At least if they hand sign it, I'll be like, ah, that was nice. They hand signed it. And there will be a positive energy. So next time I see that PR person's, you know, uh, send through their, their pitch to me, if I remember that they hand signed yeah, exactly. it. exactly. There's no way that them hand signing is going to cause any more of a better reaction that they're going to get from you during their next interaction with each other. It does not affect you one way or another. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. 1%. 1%. A little bit. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to 
move to another topic, something that's kind of bothered me. It's come up with a couple of my dealings. No one to cut ties, right? Mm-hmm. No one to let it loose. And this is kind of in in two forms. So the first is, and I got this the other day, and, and partially it's my fault because I should just respond. But I got an email from somebody about like, television something that has nothing to do with our space or no no i'm sorry no i'm sorry we had one about um somebody was sending me an email about uh um microsoft office or something and how i can help make the, my enterprise better by getting our team involved in this these are decisions that are far above my head and i don't oh, that's just spam i, crap, I don't care I'm about sure i'm pretty sure that they're just or they're stupid, they're but stupid they, well probably. they circle back so like you send me the one email okay then you send me the follow-up email and i hate the follow-up email but i i understand it Emails get lost. I, I get sending the follow-up email. But this one person, this one gentleman, and I was really close to writing him back an email. I would say he probably sent about 10 emails to me over the course of a two-month period. Hey, Dan, by the way, you know you might have missed it, but circle back in on this one more time. Dude, know when to cut ties. Yeah. You Persistence know? is good to a point. Persistence is good to a point, but it, it, it wears thin. It wears very well, thin. And this goes back to, I think that we probably covered this in part one, but... Don't send me the email and then immediately give me a call, okay? Just don't do that, okay? Send me another email. I'd rather the other email. Now, granted, 10 emails becomes ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, if, if just don't give me the call. You know, that, that just drives me nuts. I got to waste my time picking up the damn phone. If I'm interested in your email, make a good pitch. Trust me, you'll hear from me. I always do. The other point to kind of knowing when to cut ties goes to we have an interaction Maybe you ask about a source or you ask if I'm interested. I ask a couple questions. It doesn't go anywhere. And I say, okay, you know what? I'm all set. Do not circle back on me. Do not circle back and say, well, what about this? The conversation is dead. You didn't get this one. I said one. good day, sir. I said, I said good day. You struck out this time. Listen, yeah. everybody strikes out, right? Best, best players in the major league strike out seven out of ten times, okay? Mm-hmm. You're still considered a Hall of Famer if you can do that. Everybody strikes out. That's fine. But take your lumps and you know walk away. How many pitches I put out for sources to try to get sources to chat with me, and I strike out if not wholly get ignored. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Everybody takes a takes their lumps, and that's fine. Take your lumps, but don't try to get a strike four because you're not going to get a strike four. And if anything, I'm going to call you out when you step to the plate next time. Okay? We're just going to end up on the water shit list, which there is one, and which does it, exist yeah, and continues exist. to evolve. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. while you can get off the water shit list, or get off the water shit list, it's very easy. It's a lot easier to get on than to get oh, off. Oh yeah, the water getting shit off list. It, it takes a long time. Um, so I would say that, uh, the other thing, another pet peeve of mine is, this is like therapy for us. This yeah, is great. Yeah. Is so we under, there is obviously a game that is played, you know, where, all right, you as a PR person have to give the corporate pitch and stuff like that. And I fully understand that and appreciate that. You know, you gotta ride the company line, whatever have you. When I come at you with a follow-up question, say, listen, this doesn't sound right to me. You know, is this correct or what? Do not. Do not think. Don't start spinning again. I've caught you. Okay? Don't start the spin process here. You can freely say off the record. You know, be like, hey, Tony, off the record, listen, this is what they want me to say. You know, whatever. You know, just just so you know, yes, you are right. But, you know, obviously that's not coming from me, whatever. Or just say, I'm not sure. I'll check back with it or whatever. But don't try and intentionally lead me down the wrong road. That is a game like that will just honesty is always the best policy. Yeah, yeah. Or and I understand there's some things you just can't tell me and just say, hey, listen, you know, I'm not 100 sure. Okay, no big deal. I won't care. I'll move on. I'm, I'm good with life. But the second I catch you, the second, and you may not even realize what you're doing, but if I kind of start feeling that you're just selling me a false bill of goods, 
our relationship is basically over right there. You know? <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, I'm just not going to care anymore. Go, you're going to have to go send your pitches to somebody else. Yeah, I guess maybe you're right. That maybe it's not that honesty is the best policy. It's that, uh, you know, transparency and I mean not even transparency, but like you said, it's just a way. Of if doing you can't, things. if you can't tell us something, just say I can't tell. Or if you don't want to tell us something, just say you can't tell us something. That's fine. But don't lead us the wrong way because if you screw us over. You know, and then that's that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. That's the worst possible thing you could do. And it's PR like, person. listen, they're obviously, you know, if you're PR of major bank, you don't call me something like that. Okay, listen, I, you know, you don't, I, I can understand why you're just like, whatever, we don't give a crap. You know, this is what we say and whatever. You are, if you're an agency PR, you better never, you better never, because I won't talk to any of your clients. It won't just be that one client. It will never happen again. Trust me, believe me. Unless I truly need that source, then I will just be done with them. And understand where you sit like on that. the totem pole. Yeah. There's a hierarchy. I understand of, that of, when of Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg reporters go calling you, you're going to be much more quick to uh, respond. I, I got that. I know where we, we are. We know where we sit. You know, no big deal. I got it. You know, I'm happy with where we are. But also know where you are on the totem pole as well. And if you just say, oh, take my side, hey, Tony, listen, no big deal. But, you know, I, I, this, is what, this is what I got to say. But yeah, yeah, you're on the right path or whatever. That will, oh god, that that will just let send me off. Similar to that, and I'm I, again, I, I'm not sure. I looked through. I'm not sure if we did talk about this in part one. Don't try to change the circumstances of the call at the end of the call. Oh yeah. So you know, every you know, every, with every PR person, you kind of have a different type of relationship. But the biggest thing is that, you know, certain calls, certain things. You have an on-background on call. You have an off-the-record call, whatever. You set up all of that stuff at the beginning of the call. Now, preferably, and this is And if is you don't set thing, up, it's on the record. You're dealing with a reporter. Whenever you're dealing with a reporter, if you're not saying this is off the record, you're on the record. Right. So, and that's not our fault if you don't understand that. Right. So, definitely do it before the call. Even more so, it should be done in the emails leading up to the call. I shouldn't exchange emails with you saying okay you can talk to xyz person and then we and then we get to um and then we get to the actual call and then you know you do the little intros and you say oh by the way dan uh this call is going to be on background or something when you had never mentioned that in the lead up to the call yeah set the circumstances up early because you do that later it's really going to piss it's really going to piss me off if you do that after the call you're just screwed because i'm still going to go ahead with whatever i have but uh doing it even before is annoying then we just turn the whole thing into a q a and just put post every single word that was spoken <laughs> all the uhs and yeah, the exactly. ums and the ahs i'm sure your clients will uh will love that i just kicked in um i got uh no one you know end of the year right now and so we're getting a lot of these Hey guys, so what are you working on in 2017? Fine if you're asking me for an uh, editorial roadmap. We don't carry one. We don't use an editorial roadmap. I, we believe that technology changes way too much, and that there are just stories that, you know, we, I, I've never understood. I understand from a sales perspective why those things exist. We don't do that, okay? So that's first off. So, so, so don't email me that question. We don't have an editorial calendar. But also, don't do the... You know, oh, well, you know, it's 2017. What are you guys going to be working on? Stuff like that. I don't know. When I do know, if your client, if you have somebody that's a good client, I'll come calling to you. I'll come knocking on your door. Trust me. I know who I need for a story. Okay? Don't I just hate with the lazy-ass pitch of, it's not even a pitch, just saying, hey, just want to know what you're working on. See if I have any clients that can help you out with it. I'll call you, you know, I'll call you, homie. Just don't worry about that. You know, it's no big deal. Um... 
So that will just drive me absolutely insane. To that point with pitches, be specific, right? If you send me a pitch, I have so I have John Smith from Vendor XYZ that can talk about changes in data management. Oh shit! Data management topic. is changing. No way! Mind Sign blown. me up for that. Yeah. I need to know about what Stop John Smith from Vendor XYZ thinks about data management changing. Now, if you send me a pitch that says so and so from Vendor XYZ, why can't it still be John Smith? Okay. Uh, no. How about let's let's go um, Andrew McMulligan. Let, let's go. Let's go. Sarah Smith. Okay. Sarah Smith, Sarah Smith okay. can talk to you about how uh, regulation X uh, no rule X Y Z of regulation one two three is going to specifically impact North American sell side banks. Now that's something I'm fucking interested in because that's something very specific, a very specific part of regulation that you're going to be able to tell me that then I can really dive into. Yeah. However, if you just say Man, so-and-so really wants to talk to you about cloud computing. I don't give a shit about 30,000-foot views from vendors. I'm sorry. I just don't. There's time and place to talk to vendors, and the time and place is not a 30,000-foot view. So you can ipso factoly – that's not the right use of the term. Yeah, that's but so that you can – a roundabout way, you can pitch me on your product. So factly, like it's, 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 20, it's the end of 2016. Yeah, we're we're rolling right to the finish line. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Is there anything else here? I, I mean, cause I remember part one, I can't remember everything from part one, so I don't want to cover anything from that. Um, I just think that as you're, as you were saying also, if you can, I, actually, I would say actually for the end users too, I think that they need to know a better, how, how do I want to word this? There is a better way of preparing for an interview and coming in and you, I've been on a lot of interviews of late, like where you're just calling around. Here's the story I'm working on. Here's, you know, what I'm going to be looking at for the story. And then, you know, you just kind of go and give me one word answer, two word answer, stuff like that. Why were we talking? Why did we have the kind save me my time, save you your time. You know, if you really don't force somebody in front of me, you know, what I'm saying that, you know, oh God, I got to get this client to talk to somebody put them in front of me and then the conversation is just a slog and it's going nowhere doesn't do him any good her any good doesn't do me any good we're all just wasting our time and it will never you know when you guys put out pressure something like that next time i'm not gonna want to talk to y'all just because i know it's gonna go nowhere whereas that at least if you just save us the time then when there really is something to say we can have that conversation like it gets back to that that honesty that transparency that hey you know even that hey listen off the record this is what is happening this is what that if you can build that bond with us then we're going to work we're going to be more willing to work with you mm -hmm. but if you kind of put up this front and like you said try to deceive us try to throw people in front of us that are going to waste our time it's a waste of our time it's a waste of your client's time it's a waste of your time and it's going to piss us off and we're not going to want to deal with you again yeah i think that's that's really the biggest takeaway right yeah. well, i just don't like dealing with people just in general so yeah. well that's a conversation for another day yeah. it's good to be a journalist and not like to deal with people yeah <laughs> I think that's about all she wrote. Uh, I mean, I don't have anything non-fintech to talk about. I guess, you know, this is the holidays now. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed your holidays. And What, what is, uh, so you do Christmas, right? I, yes, I do. Well, I do. Well, I you do got a, yeah. My girlfriend is uh, is Jewish, so um, we do, do celebrate. Well, you know, so it's, it's, I believe, Hanukkah, the first day of Hanukkah is uh, December 24th, which is Christmas Eve. Um my girlfriend Samantha doesn't do the full-on kind of 
eight days really. It's not you know they kind of just pick one day. Um, so eight it's days or nine. Eight days, eight crazy nights. Mm. Classic Adam Sandler movie. Uh, so we so my family gets together for Christmas Eve, my mom's side, and then you know my and, and you know my immediate family gets together for Christmas Day. So we'll be heading up north to do that and exchanging gifts uh, beforehand. How about yours? You're a Christmas guy. Well, yeah, we're for the first year ever. My cousin Nora is gonna host, and for some reason, we're doing this seven fishes things, which I think is yeah, like that's a an Italian Catholic. thing. Is it Italian? Seven, it's Italian. Sure. It's Italian. Yeah, I mean it's Catholic, but it's it's Italian. So seven fishes, classic. I'm just like, dude, come on, man. Like, you know, the whole house is gonna be smelling like fish now. I mean, it just, I just. You know, I'd rather have the lasagna. You are such a oh my lasagna, god. Lasagna, meatballs, you know, something like that. Um, you know, things along Here that you are nature. getting seven different types of seafood. The best kind of food in the world, right? Probably Italian style seafood. So you're talking about fra diavolo, scampi, mm-hmm. all this different stuff. Shrimp, mussels, um, you know, lobster, maybe salmon, and you're complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that uh, lasagna would be much better. Do you eat your lasagna with meat or no meat? Uh meat, of course. I mean why not? have meat unless you're a vegetarian you know it's you know get some of that meatball in there you know okay so, fair enough so yeah um i'm not you know i mean i love my cousin Nora. i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely direct her to this uh podcast and just let her know that you know we're all Such a, a passive bit, aggressive way you know, hey listen hey cuz hey, uh i'm really excited looking forward to the holidays but you should definitely listen to listen this, this podcast listen this. if you ever want to host again you better rethink this whole seven fishes thing <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, tough on Christmas cards, tough on seven fishes. Interesting. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, Have a very happy, safe, healthy Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. Um, Be sure to tune in next week. Uh, Next week will be the start of the new year. We have a very special guest for the first week. And then after that, that'll be our one-year anniversary, Tony. That'll be episode number 52. Oh, man. So one year in the books. We can recap kind of the year. Is episode 52 the one year or is episode 53 the one year? 52 weeks in a year, so. Yeah, my brain's in a pretzel now because it's December 21st and Mm kind of shut it down about a week ago, so I can't really answer that. I don't know. Mm. Um, I guess we can... Let the listeners decide. Choose an email. Is 52 a year or is 53 a year? It's like the millennium. Is it 2000 or 2001? Yeah, I don't know. Let us know what you think, and whatever you decide, that's when we'll celebrate. We'll put our party hats on for that. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Like I said, happy holidays, and you know we'll see you in 2017.